You are listening to the Bullet List Podcast, and I have to say, I cannot believe that my father-in-law introduced me to these two idiots. How are you, Good morning, fellas. Good morning. So just so everyone knows, Mike McCallum, Podcasting for Associations, although you don't need really any introduction because everybody in the industry knows you anyway, so... Because of my podcast, huh? Uh, was that also you and also you haven't paid for it, so. <laughs> was that like Grass Shack Media? Yeah, I used to have a company called Grass Shack Lens and Media for a long time doing production for events and stuff. And that's what I had the podcast for in the beginning years, like 15 years ago, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, I did it weekly for 10 years, which was insane. Like looking back on that with no breaks. <laughs> But it's really funny though, because talk about being way ahead of your time. Yeah, no, no one knew how to download a podcast back then. It was perfect. It was like I could say whatever I want because no one was listening. See, but I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> Some people were. Yeah, it was fun. It was a really fun thing, and I'm so glad I did it for just the networking of it. I just met so many people, and that's why I did it because I could talk to you, whoever. Just I could bend their ear for back and forth find out about them for an hour, which was just fantastic. Yeah. And I, I actually, that actually, that is one of the great things about podcasting. And I know we're going to talk about podcasting for associations and organizations that do conferences and events. That's why we're here. But what an amazing way to reach your members. And especially with big associations where you have these rock stars within the, let's just say it's a medical association, right? You have these famous surgeons or whatever. What a great way to make them a little bit more human, a little bit more approachable, bring them on a show. Totally. And the thing you want to build community, which is perfect for, it's very intimate, which is hard to get with a big association like that because it's, people are doing other things. It's an eyes up listening thing. So you're walking your dog, listening to it, or you're doing something else. You're in the car standing in line. It's something that's, it's such an uh, intimate, it's more powerful than other forms of media. Video could be, but you still have to sit in front of a screen to watch a video. I guess you can't walk around with your phone and watch a video, but the audio portion of it, of podcast. Then you get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it does the whole builds trust and authority and loyalty and all those things. Podcasts are fantastic for that. So the, it's perfect for associations because they want to get at their members and keep connected between events too. Well, and yeah, because and it's turned into something too, a big thing at events. Like we went to this year, we went to all of the events of all our clients and set up like a booth or stage, or we're just in a back room somewhere doing all, getting all those, uh, cause the, everybody's in one place at one time. So you can get, you know, the scheduling is for podcasting is kind of pain in the ass. So it's, that's a perfect way to, to just get all those, um, get all those interviews and talk to those influencers and those people who are the rock stars of the industries. Because I think that's a brilliant thing to do because there's only a certain set of people who are going to be willing to stand on stage to be interviewed, like the fireside chats. There's only a small proportion of those who are confident enough to do it. However, you could drag someone who's not too confident for a one-on-one -on -one chat and just record it, and you're more likely to get a, a better interview, is better chat, better content, so you'll get more people doing it, more variation. Yeah, yeah, and then on the other end, too, they podcasting works very well for advertising and you have a very niche audience usually for association obviously they have those people at the event who are wanting the ear of your membership so it's a great way to make a little extra dough too for the associations which is all newer for a lot of them which we've found but they're all 
they're making money too, which is another thing. And those ads are something that members want to hear too. It's not like you're getting a MeUndies ad or something or a mattress or something. It's not another ad for Babbel. <laughs> yeah. Well, totally. no. well, and that's true. And I always said that to, to a lot of organizations, especially when you're talking about social marketing and things like that. It's I have never, I never care about advertising that's directed toward me that is something that I would want to buy. It, it doesn't bother me, whatever, one, one, one iota. Yeah. So I think that's great for association. And it is an awesome way to bring in a little bit of non-dues revenue. And um, another another thing too, sorry to interrupt you, but it's like the content that you get. It's from a podcast. You can slice and dice that into a get the transcript. You can make blog posts. You can do those little, you can do all kinds of things to still touch your members with that content that you're getting from besides the interview and the podcast. You can slice and dice stuff. Oh, yeah, because you can turn, if your person you're talking to has that sort of golden nugget of information, you can turn that into a 30-second audio clip, which is perfect for Twitter or Instagram or something like that, and it's in some content. Or YouTube, too. That is like a big thing. People listen to a lot of podcasts on YouTube, which is interesting to me. Yeah, I actually do. Yeah, if I'm sitting here at my desk, because again, unfortunately, I'm all under construction, but when I have the other computers and they're all set up, I'll throw something on YouTube, and I'm just listening to it in the background. Mm -hmm. It's always... And I, but I think for a lot of associations, a lot of membership organizations, the pool of potential guests is so deep and I don't want them to lose sight and only go after the big rock stars of their industry, but even sponsors that normally pay to have a spot, if they have a new product, it's not a bad topic for an episode in a non-selling way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It is such the Wild West now, too, because you were, I was just seeing recently they were, there's a big uproar of people paying people to be on podcasts, and it's just, why not? It's because it's because they weren't saying that they were, it right. wasn't ad, that's the big deal, but it, you were right that I think it's, those are the people to bring on. I have a friend who has a, he does a security podcast, I'm blanking on the name of it, but he's got a thing where he has, he, the sponsors will put an ad on the first two episodes and then the third episode, the sponsor is actually on the show. So yeah. it's, and for that, for branding supposedly works really well. And he sells out every year for that. He sells out the whole year in the beginning of the year for the security, a uh, computer security, the new CISO, but CISO position anyway, because it's, but it's just interesting how that is. Like it is. But again, I don't have a problem with that. As long as you're telling me what's going on, I'm pretty much good with it. I don't mind listening. Back in the days when people used to sit up, Bob, I don't know if they had this in the UK, but you're in the US. When you hit midnight on your local television station from midnight to 5 a.m., it was infomercials. And some of those damn things were interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many times did you wander in from the bar at <laughs> 2 o'clock yeah. in the morning and you ended up watching two hours of infomercials? They were actually entertaining. And so I <laughs> done correctly associations have an unlimited pool of guests so you can bring on the sponsors your speakers your you know your board your members bring the members on feature the members yeah meet the members what a great segment that would be yeah yeah and i actually have been talking i talked to this one if you heard of this rumble studio it's a way you can send out questions to people and then they can do an audio response Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So it's like, I was just talking to one of my clients about it. Um, 
I was going to start a podcast using it just for my own company. I don't have a podcast, which is it's like it's too much work. Basically, why I don't have one now because <laughs> I do it for other people. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing fifty of them, one more case, I might put you over the edge. <laughs> but it's, it's it's really cool. The guy's name is like it's like the guy who started as Carl Robinson. He called me on one of those calls, a fact finding call, to see what if they should do this. Then they did it. Then I bought it right away because cool. You just go to a page and you hit a button and you record. And then so then you could ask the same questions to all your members and then feature them on the podcast. So just what you were saying, it's just like, it's something interesting. So there's just ways of, it's great to get your members on there. Obviously, if you can get your listeners on there, that's the best thing for your podcast. Yeah. So what are some other ways, advertising, it is what it is, but what are some other unique ways that associations can use podcasts to generate revenue? I've got a couple ideas, but I wanted to get kind of get- We use dynamic ads insertion too so we can pull the ads in and out so they're selling their whole the more episodes they have the more valuable their podcast becomes we do that you don't have to do that obviously you can just bake it right into the show a lot of them use it for selling podcasts in general make money when they sell their own stuff so if you have courses or education that they sell they can make money that way that's a great way um I mean, at, at the event, you can do things too. You can have it as a sponsored stage and that kind That's of thing. A, that you was know. my big, my big idea, right? I, oh, like, was it? Yeah. Can I wait? Can I? Can, I'll tell everyone my group, my my huge idea, which now people can go and steal. It's okay, I don't mind. On a trade show, if you have a podcast-heavy industry, where in I'll use let's see the International Sheep Shearing Association. That's always my go-to because I don't. I think they might. <laughs> they actually might exist, but whatever. If you have fifty people out there that do podcasts, set up a podcast stage in the middle of the show floor and have it running during the whole, have people recording episodes during the whole show. And if you can elevate that a little bit so that it looks down on the show floor, you could do cool, great video podcasts up there. You could, there's all kinds of cool stuff that you could do. And what a sponsorable. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So what does the future of associations and podcasting looks like? look like Are we in our infancy or is this thing um becoming middle-aged i don't know you know it's like the whole podcast thing is there's so many people saying that they're doing podcasts but then you look at actually how many are doing it and it, people just pod fade they can't keep it up because it's another thing for people to do and a lot of times the association staffs are small so it's hard to have another thing for them to do but really they're not that many podcasts I think it's like they say 20% have done more than five episodes or something. It's because that app came out really, that Anchor app. I love Anchor. Yeah, but it was like so many did two podcasts, two episodes or one pub. And so that's counted. So there's like people are using it. It's a great little app, but it's just that thing has killed the stats on what you really have to look in at it. In saying that, it's I think it's all it's still so new for them. A lot of people, at least people don't say what's a podcast anymore. No, but Bob, that's one of the things we're running into on FizzPod. We built that little yeah, that'll so track cool. all the, yeah, all of the industry, well, event, the, industry. This is the thing, trying to find active podcasts. I've gone through Listen Notes, which is a great uh, little, I say little, I mean it's huge, but it's tracking podcasts from everywhere and if you do a search for event or event industry you'll come across loads but last episode was 2019 or 2020 and so many have just fallen along the way and it's for the exact reason you state is that they think they've got some spare time oh i know i'll do a podcast then it hits them that no you haven't got the legs it's not anything you can sustain over a long period 
you run out of ideas and besides you've become busy and nobody's listening in the first three episodes so they yeah. quit and you like to figure it takes 10 hours to do an episode really for most people yeah you think about scheduling which takes hours and then writing and researching for questions and then doing the recording doing the editing writing the show notes and then posting it it takes 10 hours for most people unless you, you've done it a lot then you could fly through it and have your little hacks and stuff but it's interesting it takes a lot of time so it, it is hard and that's actually what keeps us in business because we can we're and you've got over all that for them like they don't do anything so they're just they just record and they're gone and and it's so funny how many people do approach it and they're like oh yeah we'll just show up and talk to somebody every every week and it isn't right i know you yeah we've known each other for a long time for so right. for us getting together for a conversation is no big deal would, right. we would do this over a beer it'd be the same exact conversation or swear words <laughs> Yes, definitely. If you're if you're an association and you're going to bring on the industry's number one, whatever, there's research to be done. But you've got to have your questions laid out. A lot of times you want to send those questions to that person so they can craft their answers so that it's an entertaining show. You're not doing you're not doing investigative journalism. You don't want to pop anybody with a question that you want them to have great, thoughtful answers. And so you may share those questions with them beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. Like we talked about doing stuff at events. It's really great for that because you can batch a lot of your shows too, which is something like never, you know, have them all batched. So you have one of our clients, this crazy woman who's fantastic. She works for the cardiac nurses. She's, I should know their name. They're my, I always go by the acronyms, but PCNA, <laughs> but they, she went and did 30 interviews at their conference in three days, 30. So they had a big bankroll, a bankroll, what do you call that? A big, big bank of shows. It, so it, it's, that's a great way for them to have a, not be so slammed, happy to do it all the time too. It's a lot of work, but that way you can knock out a bunch of them. So then we just have, oh. yeah. I even think flying in a day before and having those specific guests or something so that you're not taking away from your own time at your event. Yeah. You know, you pop for a hotel room for those 10 or 15 people that you're going to interview, have them come in the day before, then it's quiet. You can, you got the space, use it. Yeah. And I think that going back to your question about like, where is this? I think that's probably the future of, of this stuff. You know, people already come in and do video that way for a lot of them. They'll sit down at a room. So it's the same thing. And that's another thing too. You can use the, get the video, rip the audio, use that for your podcast if you're going to. Yeah. And essentially, you know, what we're doing here, Bob and I decided that we were going to go live every single day in August just to show we could and to show that even if you are swamped and busy, you can still do it. But because these are all, we're not sharing screens on a lot of these, these are perfect mm -hmm. podcasts. Yeah, so this episode will be ripped, the audio will be pulled out, and it's going to go up as a regular episode. Yeah, that's awesome. I love when people do that. That's the thing with that Rumble Studio thing I was telling you too. They were saying that, oh, did a hundred podcasts in a hundred days or something like that too. Like the challenge they had or something within the business. Yeah, I've got to go check that out because that is a really cool idea. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm excited about fooling with it. Like just to try some things like, because it would be very powerful for the members to be able to send them out to them. Let them just ask a question. Yeah, and see the response. And we all know, every organization knows those 10 people that you're going to get responses from. They're yeah, the yeah. 10 people that always raise their hand at the comp. But if you keep it going long enough, you will start to hear other voices. It's basically a live survey. So it's how associations love surveys of everything, da data on everything. It's kind of an interesting thing, like to actually get their voice to hear them, you know.
Yeah. And that's a powerful thing. The members appreciate it when people listen. Are they sponsoring this podcast? <laughs> no, but they, no, but they ought to be. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's, none of us have used it yet, though. So that's the thing. All right. So let's, now that we're getting on near, we've got a few minutes left because we try and keep these things to 30 minutes. Two questions. What is the number one thing that associations to, can do to get started podcasting? What is the first thing that they need to do? I would say they need to figure out what the topics are that their members want to hear about and stick to that. That I think that's the main thing. I have a lot of different things I want to say right now, but I think that one is you can you know, everyone, we, we everyone's got excited about doing it, but it's like figure out what that avatar of your members wants to hear every time. I think that's the most important thing. Um, I want to also say they have to be consistent and keep them coming out at the same time all the time, build a habit with their members. Yeah. Don't do one, then wait three months, do another one. It's like people want to hear, they want to put it in their calendar. And I don't know, it's the psychologically, it's just works that way. Hey, it's coming out on Tuesday. I, I'm going to listen to it. That's it gets in their habit of things to do. And uh, that is so frustrating for a listener. There was a podcast I had found and I didn't look at the date on it. And I saw that there were weekly episodes, whatever. They were pretty consistent. So I dove in and I subscribed and was listening to a few, realized they were from back in 2019. And now they're doing them like every six weeks, every 12 weeks. And it, it's frustrating. Yeah, and you can talk to your members about that. That's the thing. Like, one of my, I'm like an advisor on this kids news podcast. It's like they break down the news to be like for kids. And then they have a question and answer thing at the end. It's really cool. But they had just during the summer put down a podcast every day that said they weren't going to be on. Like they had, because they're taking the summer off and then they made, right. they didn't and they put it down every day saying they weren't going to be there, which was like, people were up, I think like Somebody, people got upset about it, obviously, because it's putting a, another show in your phone every single day, but they were telling them that they were going to be back. So in there, what they did was the right thing. They just should have done it once, a, know, week. once a week. Yeah. You know, once a month through that thing. Hey, so, the, so that those, but like bonus episodes are fantastic too. If you could just do a bonus episode in there and just say, Hey, this is something's happening or throw something down the feed or take a page from radio and do a five minute shtick that you are out for the summer. This is a rebroadcast of 2019. Bam. Yeah. Bam. That's the thing. Like, and then that's another thing too. Look at your stats and see which what's your most popular episode. Put it down the thing. Like if you can't think of something to do, hey, we're gonna rebroadcast this, just what you said. Yeah, or do a highlight show. Yeah. Well, that's work. You if know? you think of it it's a work. bit like, like a blog, you can follow the same sort of strategy. That way you can keep doing episode episodes you've got to have the content that you can do more than three podcast episodes you've got to be able to keep it going yeah and if you've got enough you can then do it every tuesday or whatever it is you want to do so it's of course this is one of those things that we could just talk for hours about yeah, but i do yeah. have one more question one more question what no and this is actually a good one this is what i tell all of my speakers because you know sometimes with speakers at conferences especially virtual events it's sometimes it's hard to get the questions coming from the audience they just don't type them in or whatever so i always got so you seed questions you plant questions and the one question that i always tell every speaker that they should be their question their planted question is what is the one thing you wish people would ask but they never do when it comes to associations and podcasts? Oh my God. One thing I wish they would ask, 
but they never do. <laughs> can, I can, I send you more, you? can I send you more money? How's that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works. Sorry, no, I can't think of anything else. That's a good question. I think we're going to have to have you back on, Mike. I think we're going to have to dedicate a pop-up podcast know, episode to this. It's going to come to you in like an hour. You're going to no, be like... I, I, I'm thinking of all kinds of things, but I'm just like, you know, what they'd ask me. Um, that it's hard work. Yeah, and also that that there are steps you need to take before you start. Everybody's all excited, and it's a step back a little bit. We don't want to hit record yet. We want to go back. Like I said, like the topic thing to me is huge. Get your topics so that you know exactly what they want. I mean, more or less, right? And there are ways of doing that that are that will really make it a better podcast. And it's sometimes they just, hey, let's do this or that or this. It just makes no rhyme or reason. It's kind of really targeted. Have a season. And seasons are great too. The whole season thing is just, I wish I had known that before when I was doing it. In, when I was doing the meeting podcast 15 years ago, do a season of some subject yeah. or topic. Like that to me is fun. Like There was really- a, there's a great podcast, Consequence of Sound, the, the music website does it. And it was called... I can never remember the damn name of this podcast, but what they would do is their season was only three episodes and they would break down or they still do it. The podcast is still going on, but they break down the most famous albums of all time and why they are so famous. So they take the clashes, London calling and they take you through the band, then how the recording process went. And then what actually, what was the cultural zeitgeist at the time that made that album just explode into the consciousness. And it's really cool to, to listen to something broken down like that. Cause you can go really deep into this thing. They were each episode was only about 20 or 30 minutes long, but you got an hour and a half of one album. Yeah. That all those things I wish like associations could do more like actually like creative stuff besides interviews and stuff. They can, but it's just what you're saying. It's like deep diving into things is that's the beauty of podcast too. What's that hardcore history one that's been going on forever. Did yeah. you still do that? It went on. So. You can be like six hours sometimes the podcast, but he would deep dive into something, you know, and it was fascinating and you could stop and start it. You know? And that's one thing I wish a lot, like before someone said, and obviously we don't, practice what we preach here, but it would be really great for associations that want to start podcasts to start going to listen to things that aren't just interviews. Go and turn on NPR and listen to This American Life. Those are podcasts. Yeah. This guy, Sean Howard, this guy, he's, I'm a huge fan of his. He has this fable and folly network of shows and they're all like audio fiction shows. And it's just great. They're just these crazy shows of not crazy, but they're all these different shows. These people are putting together that they're actual shows. It's like an audio play kind of a thing, right? And they're yeah. fantastic. And he's selling ads on there too. It's a network and they're making money from those, which is amazing. Like these crazy shows of... Well, and here goes another whole another rabbit hole. For associations, start a podcast network for your industry. That's a whole other revenue generator where you can actually then run ads against all those podcasts they're all industry podcasts. If you're in right. sheep sharing, Norelco would love to run an ad on every single <laughs> podcast that needs a razor. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. If you don't, if your association doesn't want to start a podcast, go look and see what other ones are in your industry and go sponsor it or get become a part of that one. That's these little these hosts of these industry podcasts are funny. They become little rock stars themselves when you go to an event. It's, I get I just get a kick out of it. I had to talk this guy into doing this thing, and then when he gets on site at the event, it's, oh, it's because right? people listen to him every day. They're in his or not every day, but whenever they do it, they, that person becomes a little they they know him because they've listened to him. And that's the thing for people in an industry that want to start a podcast, you actually don't need to be that interesting. The people that you bring on need to be interesting. That was my meetings podcast. I yeah. brought other people on and I, they, I sounded smart because they were saying the smart things. Yeah. Well, I do it every day. That's why I hang out with Bob. He's way smarter than me. <laughs> I'm so distracted slightly because we're due to talk to somebody else shortly. Yes. And, 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 All right. And here we are. I'm but, happy to yeah. have time. Fun to talk to you guys. No, we're at 29 minutes, which we did it exactly in 30 minutes, which was fantastic. Mike, you and I have some other catching up to do. So I'll ping. I know we were going to talk about some other stuff. So let's do that. But thank you so much for getting up. Most people don't know, but Mike is actually on Pacific time. So it's a little early for you. Yeah. Sorry. It was a little late. And sorry about the machinery here. Because I, oh, I, that's okay. I, you know, so I it for you, Mike. Stuff. It's great when it doesn't work. That, that That's why we're professionals. We can actually get things to work and then go on with the show. So on that note, it was awesome having you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for taking part in our 24th consecutive episode. Thank you so much, Mike. We'll get you back on. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Bullet List Show. You can find more episodes on our blog at bullet-list.com or on your favorite podcast platform. The blog has an RSS feed so you can keep up with the latest news There's also a podcast RSS feed if that's what you prefer. Both feed girls can be found on the blog. Finally, we have a Facebook group where we welcome your feedback, ideas for topics, and suggestions for guests. Please come and join us. We're looking forward to seeing you there.